This is Team Business Podcast. Team Business uncovers the everyday entrepreneurs why, how, and the road to now. With hosts Mike Fusco and Ray Ramirez. Join us to learn how game-changing founders act on their vision and build a team for success. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Ray. Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining Ray and I on the fifth episode of the Team Business Podcast. Ray, how's it going today? Doing great. Can't believe it's the fifth episode. Wow. We're moving right along here. <laughs> I know. Knocking well, them down. It's crazy, man. Uh... Man, do I love our guest today. This is going to be some some really good stuff. Yeah, I mean, just continuation of the uh, young entrepreneurs out in the market. Very Absolutely. Multi-talented. Yeah, our guest today, who I'm going to introduce you to in, in a few minutes here, is from Arizona, which is the first guest that we've welcomed from out of, out of state, out of California. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, that's pretty good stuff. So what happened since the last time we spoke? The Dodgers won the World Series, huh? Dodgers won the World Series. That's incredible. Um, what else? It was uh, bound to happen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what is it? Uh, they definitely have the team. Went through, uh, well, kind of, sort of, uh, went through uh, Super Tuesday. <laughs> and that's, yep. still, that's still in limbo. That's like in overtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it could go like 10 overtimes. Exactly. Exactly. Who knows? And it my, seems like a sudden death overtime. Might too. be January 1, so we know if <laughs> something, uh, something's going Amazing. on. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. The NFL shaping up a little more. Uh, we have obviously teams that have <laughs> risen to the top, but sorry, sorry I about guess your, the Dallas uh, Cowboys and New York Giants aren't two of them. Yeah, I know. I thought you actually might have a win there last time. What happened to you there? Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> Blowing Jeez. fourth quarter leads is, is. Thought you had Brady's number. I guess not. <laughs> uh, the guest today, just knowing from his background, he he's an athlete. I think he played college basketball, so. Oh, perfect. Definitely going to ask him how he brings that experience into the experience of running good team business. And what I mean by that is he has a couple of different his, – his financial company, which uh, they focus in insurance, but also mortgages, investments, financial security, financial planning. Yeah. I know, I know he's built a, a great team at that company, but – he also has a course on culture, on building a business culture, and it's called the Culture Course. Yeah. And it's an online course that helps business owners uh, create thriving employees. That's something that I think he's going to want to talk about today. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a critical cog in any company that should yeah. be focused on. And growth. it ties right into what we're talking about. So Ray and I will be back to speak about our guests yeah. in just a minute. <laughs> Team Business. Welcome back to the Team Business Podcast. Today, Ray and I are honored to welcome Grant Botma. Yeah. Grant Botma is the uh, founder of Stewardship, which is the financial firm that I alluded to previously. Yeah. But also the found the author and founder of Culture Course, which ties right into what we speak about here in all of our episodes, and that's building a team of employees, uh, a team, a staff, 
that can help you elevate your business and bring it to the next level. Yeah, it's actually, uh, I mean, just to give him some, some extra kudos here, it's uh, important to note he's Amazon's number one best-selling author. Isn't that well. amazing? Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And I know a founder of it, uh, and I'm pretty sure that happened this year, which I remember him seeing him posted on LinkedIn, was a, uh, he has an Inc. 5000 company, fastest growing company. Uh, he's, of course, created, like Ray said, he's Amazon's number one best-selling author. He's also one of 35 top entrepreneurs under 35 in the state of Arizona. And back to his college days, he was a most outstanding student in business admin right. at Arizona Christian University, uh, which is it's good stuff, man. He's a smart guy. Grant's a smart, sharp guy. I, yeah. I don't know him very well, but I have uh, I have a lot of respect for him. I have an admiration for what he does, and I do follow his uh, the way that he leads online, his business and, and his course. Well, yeah. I mean, one uh, one thing just on the surface, it's uh, he's he's successful, but part of that success, it appears that he's very versatile. He's uh, he's got a lot of arrows in the quiver, so to speak. Yeah, and I know that his he 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 garners a lot of respect from, and his staff respects him gratefully. Uh, I can tell by the way they interact, and he's a big family guy too. And right. He yeah he that work life balance is something that I know he puts a lot of emphasis on. It's important. So, it's very important. Yeah. Especially now <laughs> with the yeah. way things are yeah, definitely. playing out at home for a lot of people. Yeah. Can't uh, burn out from one end and uh, 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 neglect the other. So that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we're going to be back with Grant and stay tuned for some great information on the Team Business Podcast. Team Business. Hi, everyone. Thank you again for joining us on the fifth episode of the Team Business Podcast. Ray and I are honored to have Grant Botma join us from, as we said, he has a financial services firm called Stewardship in Arizona, and also a culture course called Culture Course, which helps business owners uh, on an online, uh, online structure create thriving employees and a thriving team. Grant, thank you so much for joining. Yeah, thank you, Grant. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here, guys. Thanks for having me on. This is going to be fun. This is awesome, man. So before we get into it and start talking about uh, the questions that we ask, we like to ask in the in the team business segment, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, You know, maybe where you grew up, what, where you went to school, and then what brought you to your current industry? Yeah, I currently live in Arizona, and I'm actually a native of Arizona, so I'm born and raised here in the state, which is rare. A ton of people are transplants from other parts of the country because the weather's great here. It's a growing and thriving economy, which is awesome. Uh, but I actually grew up on a farm in the middle of seven kids, uh, so I oh, ended up working wow. with my hands, and I told my father... Uh, when I was frustrated in a hot summer day in Arizona working that, hey, I'm not going to work with this. And I pointed to my back and I said, I'm when I get your age, I'm going to work with this. And I pointed to my head and uh, he, he loves telling people that story now as uh, it's uh, been a little over 15, almost 20 years that I've, I've worked in the financial services industry. And we have stewardship, which does uh, home loans, insurance and investments with wisdom and love. That's kind of our tagline and our mantra awesome. uh, here at Stewardship. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. So with Stewardship, just I wanted to touch a little bit on Stewardship because I know you from obviously IAOA and our insurance background, 
how did you develop such a diverse offering at stewardship? Did you start in one segment and kind of build to the others or how, how did you, how did that grow to what it is today? So the answer to this question is almost always surprising to people. Um, but it, I did it because of arrogance and because of hate, <laughs> which sounds really, really weird. Um, but here's, here's kind of how it worked out. Um, I was working at, uh, in the credit card collection industry when I was about 15 years old is, is when I started. So I got my first kind of experiences in personal finance around then. And I was just watching and seeing how people um, were managing their finances. And when they were managing them incorrectly, it dramatically impacted their life. But more importantly, the relationships that are in their life. Uh, the number one cause of divorce yeah. is money fights. Uh, people all the time are having to work extra hours and unable to spend the time with their children that they want to spend their time with. Kids don't feel connected to their parents because their parents are working too much. I just, I really, really hated that. Yeah. And I wanted to create a place where people sure. could get their finances handled in the best way possible, whether they knew it or not. And um, in my own arrogance, I thought that I could, you know, I had the right answers to everything and I could fix it and I could figure it out. So when I was in college, I wrote up this business plan of like, all right, I'm going to help people with money and um, here's how I'm going to do it. And I just wrote it all up. And so the diverse offerings was part of that. I, I want to help people in every area of their personal finance that I can. I want to love people well in their finances so they can focus on the things that matter. Yeah, their career and growing their income and building wealth, but their relationships. And uh, that's kind of where it all started. So let me ask you this before we get to Ray's question, kind of a three-part question, but all kind of leading to where we want to go today. First part, how do you create a team at stewardship based on all those different elements of your business? Second part, correct me if I'm wrong. You have a background in playing basketball. I do team, team sport. So do you relate your experience in playing team sports to how you built your team in business? And then the third part, tell us a little bit about culture course. Sure. Well, the first part, um, how do you build a team in all of those areas? Although I started these, this business with a lot of pride and arrogance, thinking I could do it right, um, building the team well uh, has to come with humility, meaning um, I had to recognize and figure out that I couldn't do all the things. Um, if I were going to be the mortgage loan originator, the insurance agent for property casualty, the insurance agent for life and health and <laughs> accidental yeah. death. Oh, and I was also going to do the estate plan and the investment management. Like you see how this is going, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. It, it would be terrible service to the customer and it would not be loving the customer well. So I had to say, all right, I need to train up and get really great professionals in each one of those areas people that can focus in on that so that we can serve our customers in that way. So that's how that started. You know, I had to humble myself and say, I couldn't, I couldn't be all the things to all the people. I might have this desire to serve people in all these ways, but it's, it takes an army to do it and to do it well. Um, sure. And yeah, basketball was an awesome experience in college. It was a ton of fun. Uh, and I would definitely relate uh, the competition mm -hmm. and the uh, goal to what we do here at Stewardship. We have to compete, um, not competing necessarily against other people's businesses, but compete to genuinely put other people's needs ahead of our own. See, we're selfish human beings and every day we wake up wanting to just win for ourselves, but you've got to compete internally and uh, we've got to compete externally uh, in our actions to make sure that we're doing anything and everything we can to serve, serve people well. 
Um, so competition's big, but what we do here at stewardship um, that is unique is we, we have what's called a, a, a unified purpose. That's what I, what I call it. Yes. There's, there's things like mission statements and vision statements and all of that, you know, where the, where the C-suite of the company goes up to a cabin and they have this grandiose paragraph with these gigantic words. And then you come back down the mountain and you tell it to your team and it gets put on a plaque on the wall. Well, to, to me, we have to have a mission that we're going for. In basketball, it's we want to win a championship. We want to win. It's yep. simple. It's clear. It's something that you can't do unless you do together. Um, the same is true of a unified purpose in a business. For us, we love people through finances. It's simple. It's clear. It requires selflessness, and you got to do it together. And when you're doing it together as a team, it's a, it's a really, really powerful thing. Brilliant. That's great. Well, uh, Grant, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, my question, kind of a two-prong question. I mean, it's been a wild year, 2020. It's been crazy, COVID, a lot of uh, hurdles, a lot of uh, challenges this year for all of us. Uh, first off, th- looking back at this year, what are you most grateful for? And two, on that same note, imagine your company in three years, how, how will it be different? Um, I'm extremely grateful for how we've answered this question. What does this make possible? What does this make possible? Anytime that there's adversity, anytime that there's problems, anytime that there's issues, um, something is made possible as a result of it. And we can choose to wallow in the issues and the sadness and say, woe is me and play a victim. You could play a victim on a low level. You could play a victim on a big level. Or you could look at the situation. Yes, do your best to solve the problems, but then say, now what does this make possible? And um, I never thought that this would happen. I mean, every year yeah. We, yeah. we we look at at stuff and you could never have planned for what would happen in 2020, right? But right. I also never would have thought our company would have done as well as we did. Um, we quite literally have broken records on every single line of business. Um, wow. Every single one of my producers now is a nationally ranked top performer in everything that they're doing, whether it be home loans, insurance, investments, or financial planning or health insurance. Um, we are more profitable now than we've ever been before, but more importantly, we've been able to make an impact on more customers' lives than ever before. And none of it would have happened without some of the adversity that our country would have has been facing. And the reason why we've been able to serve so well is because of how we answered that question, what does this make possible? And I'm extremely proud for how my team has answered that call to genuinely look for ways to make that uh, answering that question. Amazing. Awesome. Perfect. Congrats Perfect. on, congrats yeah, on the success. Exactly. Too, yeah. Oh, thank I'm you. sure a lot of what you, I mean, obviously the, the structure that you created in the foundation leading up to 2020, it's not like any, you could just scramble or you said no one could expect it. So you had to have it, the foundation and the structure there already, mm-hmm. or there's just no chance for the success you've had in 2020. Mm-hmm without having that there first, you know? Yeah. You know, grandma always says there would be a rainy day. So we actually plan for those. Right. So we were ready financially. We've set money aside just in case, and there was adversity and we didn't know how it would go. Um, But there are a lot of things that I teach in culture course and things that I've done with my team that are super important, um, such as uh, freedom. You know, one of the things that's more motivating to, to employees than money is freedom and autonomy. People want to have that. And I give that like crazy in my business. And one of the ways that we've done that is through remote work. Um, We didn't have to make any adjustments when everybody had to stay home. Um, People could just continue doing what they were doing. 
I don't just say, Hey, you can work wherever you want, whenever you want. You know, that's not like it's, it goes beyond that. I've, I've already purchased all the equipment that everybody needs so that they can work really well from home, you know, uh, computers, desks, phones, headsets, printers, scanners, like I'll, I'll set things up as much as possible so they can work as awesome as possible in their home environment. And now looking back, it's like, whoa, that was a huge, huge blessing for us. You know, a lot of yeah, people yeah. are scrambling, trying to have, figure out how do we get our teams to work from home? Well, I didn't have to figure that out because we, I say, I know that freedom is a big deal and autonomy is a big deal. And I've given my team freedom and autonomy of where they want to work. Um, so that was, that was a big deal, but you're right. Yeah. There's some things that we've been able to lean into over the past years that turned out to be like, whoa, that's huge. Whenever adversity hits, like, like we saw yeah. this year. Tell us a little more about culture course. Yeah. So what, what is it like? Do you teach it internally to your, to your company? How did it come about? Yeah. So we started, uh, getting some national accolades. Um, and through that, um, people and associations were asking me to speak on stage. Hey, Grant, okay, how did you how did you have that success? Would you come to our conference and share with other business owners what you did so they can copy it, right? So I, really, the answer to that question has a lot to do with my team. Um, I would not be able to have any of the success that we've had here if it was just me. It wouldn't even be close. Um, and Again, a lot of the people on my team are, are extremely high producers, but it's not because I'm like really great at recruiting and like I grab other high producers from other companies. Um, I mean, the top originators in the country that I have that are on my team, one was a grocery store clerk. The other one worked as a guidance counselor at University of Phoenix. And the other one was a youth pastor. Like these guys wow. didn't wow. have any industry background. They just came in and, and they did well. So I, I started teaching this and sharing what we do uh, to, to have not only great employees, but to have, help them perform well on stage. And it kind of started catching fire. And a lot of people wanted me to teach that because what I was teaching was different and unique than, than what's taught in management school. Um, right. And my executive assistant was saying, all right, Grant, uh, you're out of town too much. We've got to do something about this. And I'm like, <laughs> but I don't want to stop teaching. Yeah. Um, this is like, super helpful and, and it's making an impact on people. And she said, well, have you ever heard of an online course? And I'm like, oh no, what's that? <laughs> I didn't know it was a thing. <laughs> so I was able to take what I was teaching from stage and then just multiply it. So I, I instead of just having 20 minutes or an hour and a half for a keynote, now I've got over 60 hours of video where I literally teach people exactly what I've done to build the team that I have. And I've also provided PDF walkthroughs, guides, step-by-step -step processes so that people can quite literally copy and paste what I've done here at Stewardship and do it within their own business so they too can have a thriving team. And uh, then from that online course, uh, somebody from a book publisher took the course and they said, hey, you should make this a book. And I said, oh, okay. So we've taken you know, a very small portion of the course and put it into a book as well. And yeah, it all just kind of started from the success my team has had. And then it's kind of blown up into what it is now. Amazing. Yeah, you must be proud. I mean, one headline headline on your uh, profile is that uh, Amazon's number one best selling author. That's a uh, kudos to you on that. Oh man, I that was so unexpected when I when I put this book together. It was one of the more fun and enjoyable things I've been able to do. It was a blast creating that. Um, and honestly, I just thought, ah, oh, maybe a few hundred people will buy it, whatever. 
Um, and and then within a week it's number one bestseller on six different categories in on amazon and i'm like what how did that happen uh so it was it was very very surprising but grateful for the support of so many other people um in the country you know in these business circles that have been willing to to um just take a look at it absorb it and share their feedback and um it's fun great stuff uh I want to pivot a little bit on the question here. Uh, as far as if you, I mean, obviously you love uh, just by talking to you, you love what you do. You have mm. a lot of a passion behind it, but if you weren't doing this uh, particular career, what would you be doing otherwise? You know, um, my life, I believe is about, uh, I'm, I'm here because I believe I'm supposed to love other people. Well, um, I am, am, am on this earth. I exist to make a positive impact on other people's lives to help others. So I would hope that whatever I'm able to do, I would be doing that. I'd be making a huge, amazing impact on other people. And um, something that's really become passionate of mine over the last several years is this concept of of what I call compassionate capitalism, Mm. where um, capitalism, entrepreneurship, being a business owner, being a part of a business, providing products and services to other people, Um, is not only big for the business owner and the person that you're connecting with, the service and product that you're providing, but it provides this really great thing like employment and money into our economy and money to our governments for taxes. And what I've come to find is that when we do capitalism right and we remove selfishness from it and we have compassion, it changes whole societies. Um, and there's a reason why America is, is as great as it is because of the way that we've done capitalism and, and even some studies and some things that have changed in these third world countries where there's a lot of poverty and there's a lot of hard times happening and a lot of death with sickness and, and, and um, homelessness. But more than that, like just hunger, some yeah. of those things are changed whenever capitalism can be input with compassion and, and uh, my, I don't know, maybe I would be in government somewhere or, or working with other third world countries, helping them create governments or, or a capitalism that genuinely has compassion where they're putting other people's needs first. So yeah, that's, I think that's what I'd be doing. Great. Thank you that's for that. Great, yeah. it's awesome. Before we wrap up and we, we appreciate your time again, Grant, uh, what are some of the struggles? Because I know people listening, and myself included, you know, being that I have a, another business that, uh, to me, it's always been a struggle. Not so much getting good people around me, but sometimes finding the right fits. What are some of the challenges you've had with building the team at Stewardship? Man, how much time do we have? I think people could <laughs> learn from uh, my mistakes way more than they could learn from my yeah. successes. You know, it's 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 easy to see like, Oh yeah, Grant has this course and this book and his company's doing well. And you just think that I, I do it all right. And that's so far from, from true. The number of failures and mistakes that I've had. Uh, the only reason why I've gotten to where I've gotten is because I've just been willing to fail and make more mistakes than other people. That's it. Yeah. So if you're listening yeah. to this um, and you feel kind of paralyzed in your tracks, you don't want to go build a team because you're scared of the mistakes. Um, hey, I've made lots of mistakes and that's the reason why I have success. So lean into those, lean into those fears, jump into this, start building a team, start growing, start putting yourself out there. And because that risk, yes, you'll fail. You'll make mistakes, uh, but you'll learn from them and you'll be able to move forward. Um, I'd say probably 
um, one of the bigger things that I would advise to people when building a team is to make sure they're going to be a culture fit first. And what I mean by that is um, make sure they're going to exude uh, or they already have character traits that align with your company's values. And if you don't have company values, make sure they align with your values. I'm not saying find somebody that matches up with your demographic. Like, no, that's, that's not what it's about. It's about character and it's about values. Um, and something that I've had success with is making sure that when I hire somebody and I take them through my uh, hiring process that I outline in Culture Course, we identify that. We ask multiple questions. We take them through a video interview. We take them through um, several online tests. We make them write this particular type of email. Um, there's very specific questions that we ask all with this in mind. What is their character? Will they align with our values? Even if they don't necessarily have the, say, accolades previously so, uh, of success in this industry, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I, I can teach anybody how to do a thing, but I can't make somebody have certain character traits. Does that make sense, you guys? Like, Oh, yeah, it's, oh, yeah for sure. It's, yeah. It resonates it's, majorly it, with me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we get caught sometimes as uh, when we're trying to build a team or we get caught sometimes when we're trying to grow a business. All right, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to have like the get a really great comp plan put together. And I'm going to try to bring in somebody who's already a winner. And bring them onto my team so that we can win too. Well, that's really the purpose of my book. The problem isn't their paycheck communicates that. That one, you don't want to attract people with money because that is inherently selfish, right? You want to attract people with other things that motivate your team, like freedom. You want to motivate them with having a purpose, right? You want to motivate them with, with affirmations that you're going to give. Um, and those things are more motivating than money when done right. And if you can find somebody who has great character, you, it might take a while, yeah, to yeah. teach them how to do the thing. But sure. once you've taught them that and they've already bought into everything else that you're doing because they're naturally aligned that way, oh, it changes everything. It's a bigger picture mindset that I think uh, most people should have as they're building their business. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. That's uh, very well thought out. And I agree with that 100%. I mean, definitely you need you need that type of... Uh, team players involved in order to really grow the business. And yeah. And, and you know what the thing is, you just said it, man, it's, it's, it's team players. And if we break down, what, what does a team player look like? Because I you know I just talked a lot about, <laughs> you know, making sure that the culture is like, just make it simple. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, focus in on this one thing. Are they selfish or do they put other people first? That's it. Because the core of every business is serving other people. If you're not serving other people, you don't have the business. So, right. Selfish, if you're selfish, you're going against the core of, of what makes a business fundamentally what it is. Yeah. So when you're trying to fi find people with awesome character and make sure they're a culture fit and all that sounds like super intimidating, just focus in on what you just said, man. Are they a team player? Are, are they selfless? Full yep. stop. If they're, if, they're, if they're a very selfless person, you'll find a way for them to fit on your team and they'll eventually end up thriving for you. Perfect. I have two more questions for you, Grant. Mm -hmm. one's a little bit of a tough one the other one's a fun one <laughs> okay but and i know you're married and you're a family guy and what would you say one thing your wife the one thing your wife likes most about you and mm. least about you 
Man, I would say <laughs> what, what you find as like the, the, the thing in life, and this goes for people that are hiring on your team too, what makes them awesome is also what makes them suck, you know? Like yeah, they, they yeah. do this one thing really, really great, which leans into <laughs> awesome things, but then also can be really annoying. Um, my, <laughs> my wife, I think appreciates, um, my confidence and, um, that helps us lead our family. Well, it helps me lead her. Well, it helps us have this business that we have it. Uh, my confidence allows me to jump into situations where most people might have fear, uncertainty. My, my confidence helps whenever, um, things aren't going so well uh, for me to do well in those environments. And um, when you're going through life together with somebody, how valuable is it to have somebody who's confident? And I think my wife appreciates that about me. I know she does because she tells me she does. But uh, at the same time, she's the one who keeps my pride in check. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. My, my, my confidence can, can uh, mm -hmm. get me in trouble. My confidence can be really annoying. I think I always know all the right things, and uh, yeah, yeah, she she helps me with that. So yeah, yeah, she, yeah, that's good, man. It's a good balancing act, huh? I resemble mm. that. <laughs> it's funny I'd because be, yeah, I mean, you, you're listening to this podcast and and thinking like, oh yeah, Grant, he seems like a nice guy, but like without my wife, I'd be a jerk. Oh man, really? I'd be, oh man, I'd be the most arrogant piece of crap there it's is. Hard to see it, man. like, uh, it it she she helps she helps um, level you off, huh? Oh man, more than level, but like she calls me out, you know, I come home and yeah. she's like, Hey, I listened to that podcast. When you said, said that you sounded like an arrogant punk, like, don't do that. You know, like, I'll put you in your place. Wow. It's oh, funny that because totally. all, everyone that we've talked to so far on this podcast has said the same exact thing that their best trait is also their, their most likable trait is also their most unlikable trait. Totally. It's and, so and, funny. And how, how true is that of our employees too? Like, yeah. I know that like, Somebody, you know, an example, one of the things that's awesome about one of my team members, I was just talking about it with other people is he is so great at just getting stuff done. It doesn't matter what the adversity is. He'll jump in, grab the bull by the horns and make it happen. He just goes. But one of the things that sucks about him mm -hmm. is he just goes. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes like he doesn't necessarily follow everything exactly with some of our processes and procedures. And some managers might be like, dude, this is so annoying. But as what yeah. I have to do is have grace for him there because I don't want to take away that ability that he has because it's what makes him so awesome at just jumping in and serving people and go. Um, so, yeah, I just got to know that about people. What, what, what makes them awesome will also make them sometimes suck. I'll take the last one. You want to, or, it's all you, man. Yeah. yeah. So uh, last question for you, Grant. Uh, so, I mean, you're, this is a sports-themed show. So with that – you have a favorite uh, way you watch the game? What's your what's your favorite uh, sports that you're into? So I'm a big baseball fan. I'm a huge oh. Chicago Cubs fan, and yeah. um, we actually so living here in Arizona, we have uh, season tickets to spring training, oh. and I typically will take that entire month off of work, and I just go to spring training games with my family and hang out. We really enjoy Arizona because Arizona is just beautiful. It's wonderful. Um, and cool. if you're listening to this podcast, wondering like, how do you take off of, you know, a month of work when you got so much going on? I actually get that question so much that I walked people <laughs> through that. So you can go to culturecourse.com forward slash schedule, and then I'll walk you through how to do my schedule. It's free. So don't worry about that. Um, but anyways, I take that <laughs> month off, I jump into baseball. We love it. We watched basically every pitch of every Cubs game on MLB.tv this time because we couldn't go live. 
Um, and now my son, he's playing baseball. Uh, I'm a very proud dad. Uh, he has a very gifted arm. He can throw hard. Uh, oh. He's got broad shoulders like his daddy. Uh, he can't hit worth a lick, but he can throw <laughs> hard. Uh, so we, we're really enjoying baseball right now. Um, so those, that's, the, that's the kind of sport that we jump into. So no D like so no D backs? Yeah. No D backs. Everybody asked that too. Like, wow. dude, you're from Arizona. Why aren't you a D backs fan? Well, like there was no diamond yeah. backs little. Yeah, so they didn't I had come to pick right, something. Yeah. Well, how'd, you arrive, so, how'd you arrive to the Cubs though? My uh dad is from the Chicago area and okay. the WGN where yeah. the Cubs are on TV all the time. Yeah. So that yeah. was I got to watch every game there and then they've been having spring training here. So it's like, why not? You know? Why not? Yeah. And uh, it just made sense at the time. And, and everybody asked me, well, okay, well then the Diamondbacks come, then why don't you just become a Diamondbacks fan? Listen, just because another pretty girl walks down the street doesn't mean I'm going to leave my wife. I made a commitment. <laughs> so, all right, I'm a Cubs fan. I made yeah. my commitment. I'm sticking, sticking to true. it. Yeah, there you go. Now, 1908 Oil. probably was a, wait, so what, what was, what year did they win? 2016. So 16. So you had, 1908 was probably something that you, you were sick of hearing about for a long time, right? Oh, yeah. 1908, the GOAT, Bartman, <laughs> all the things, right? But, uh, two, yeah, 2016 was wonderful. It was beautiful. Um, and, yeah, if they never win another World Series again, doesn't matter. I got to experience that and yeah. experience it with my family, which yeah, was a blast. Awesome. My kids were of age that they were starting to enjoy it. Like, my son was, like, basically – holding back tears as El wow. Chapman gave up the home run that had him tie and go into extra innings. I mean, it was a wonderful game. And then when they ended up winning, it was, it was beautiful. Was amazing. It was a blast. So no, how about the Suns and the cards and yeah, I mean, so I'm a after, big hockey fan. So I have to ask about the coyotes. Yeah. After uh, mm. baseball season was over after becoming like a huge Cubs fan, then turned to my dad and said, okay, well, what, what do we do now? What do we do next? And he was <laughs> like, well, now we, watch the bulls and now we watch the bears and the bears were so good back then that they that were on awesome. tv all the time the bulls were so good back then that yeah. the jordan was on tv all the time so i just adopted all the chicago teams including the blackhawks i'm even a notre dame fighting irish fan um so i take oh, you and you and airs huh you guys had yeah, yeah yeah that's how we, that's a, a connection of ours but yeah so i take a month in 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 march off typically to to do spring training but I also take a huge chunk of time, typically a month off in around September. And so two months off throughout the year. And, and in September, you know, we go to the beach with our family, hang out. But I also will go on a birthday trip with my son. And we typically will go to Chicago and we'll watch a Cubs game. And then we'll drive out to South Bend and watch an, an Irish game all within wow. like, you know, two or three days. And it's that's a fun thing, whether you're a Cubs fan or an Irish fan or not, like going to Wrigley Field and then going to South Bend, like two stadiums that are really really great places really to, cool. to go and experience i recommend that for anybody it's a blast great. that's really cool man. yeah that's awesome well grant to wrap it up man i mean you were awesome yeah. uh of course and you know yeah, we really guess great guest great guest man yeah. thanks for the great guest the points of view the insight the, the the advice everything you gave us today can't be more thankful for it mm. and of course for you taking your time and I know, like we said before, you're a busy guy and to set aside some time for us means a lot, man. Well, so thank I'm, you for I'm, that. I'm flat out honored just to have the opportunity to, to uh, speak to your audience, but more importantly, be used to hopefully make a positive impact on them. 
And uh, the way that you guys asked questions uh, was made this a lot of fun. So uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that and thankful for how you guys did this. You said that this is the fifth episode only that you've done? Fifth, fifth, fifth episode, yes. Yeah, I would have fifth, no idea. Yep, yeah. I've done a lot of podcasts before, and this is way more organized and put together and a lot more fun than somebody who has only done fifth, five episodes. So kudos to you guys, <laughs> man. That's awesome. I mean, if you are uh, if you guys Thanks, are married, man, your spouses, listen to the show, have them listen to this part. Uh, you guys are really good at your job. Again, I have gone on many podcasts before, and this was uh, different. It was fun, and it was a blast. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you, man. Thank I'm glad, you. I'm glad it was that. different because yeah. – I know podcasts are becoming very popular, so we kind of want to make it a little different. And uh, by the way, that's a cool hat, man. I love that hat. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like, uh, (laughs) I'll put it up to the front so you guys can see it. But again, Uh, our our mission at Stewardship is to love people well through finances. And a hashtag that kind of caught fire after people felt reviews from us is they'll do hashtag stewardship love. So now we've turned that into a hat. And uh that's yeah. really cool. Stewardship is a brilliant name too. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank I've you. always, I've always really, really adored that name. So Grant, thanks again, man. Yeah. Thank uh, you. All the best to you, your family, and I hope you have a great holiday season. Awesome. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, you take care, man. Take care. Thank you again, everyone for joining Ray and I on the fifth episode of the team business podcast. Grant was unbelievable. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah his point of view and his, his take and his angle on, a business and, and his team and the cultures is his approach is different yeah. and refreshing it really is so grant thank you and remember everyone to listen uh to all of our episodes and make sure you follow us online and of course follow grant and we will provide you that information too so thanks again thank you have a great one